Items up. Hey y'all, it's uh, Fred coming to you, and uh, we're jumping into episode 42. To my right is Blatto. Hello, Fred. And straight across from me, kind of staring at me with them beady eyes, <laughs> is Nobs. How's it going, Nobs? I was good up until that introduction. I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> and welcome back, Nobs. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Missed last week because yep. you were not quite... I was under the weather. Feeling it, yeah. Up and alive today, though. Uh, yeah, no, you seem like you're 100%. Yep. So Good to be here. It's a, more than I can say for myself. <laughs> yeah. The old man. <laughs> uh, episode 42. Yeah. 42 is the answer. To everything. Yes. Yeah. Okay. To everything. To everything. To every question in the universe, the answer is number 42. Hitchhiker's Guide. Bingo. Uh, <clears throat> is that a book? <laughs> it is. You didn't read it. <laughs> no. That would disqualify me from understanding or knowing what you're talking about. It is about. also a movie, though, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say 42, but it, it, but it also has a more significant meaning. Okay. It is Jackie Robinson's number, mm-hmm. which is the only number retired for all teams. Looking at me in, like I know. In that sport. You're the wrong person. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think uh, basketball or football have ever, have ever done that. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, Jackie Robinson's number 42 uh, is retired for the entire league. Baseball. Yeah. Which is also a movie. A couple of movies, I think, about Jackie <laughs> Robinson. Yeah. Well. Now, did he choose number 42 because that was the answer? <laughs> or, or What came first? Or, well, then, or maybe that's, maybe uh, Douglas Adams? I don't remember. I think that's the author. I think that's his name. Maybe he was a Jackie Robinson fan. What's the name of the book? Hitchhiker... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What's the point of the book? <laughs> 42. Oh. <laughs> Is there a story? Not really. Yeah, it's the guy traveling in a galaxy. The galaxy. Yeah. He hitchhikes. It's in the title, Fred. Okay. But it, it, it just sort of meanders around, and it's... How would you describe it? I, so I read it a long time ago, so and I didn't like it. It's reading, right? It's quirky. Uh, it's a big book. I mean, not in terms of size, physically, but in terms of... It's popularity. I mean, yeah. you know, it's pretty huge. So it has its own writing style. I would say it's kind of quirky. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely, uh, uh, I think, popular in, in like college age, right? Mm-hmm. And probably, I'm sure you could find was a classic right there with Kerouac on the road. Yeah, no. I mean, now run Hubbard Dianetics. <laughs> closer to that. <laughs> okay. Um, I know names of books, but <laughs> I don't read them. <laughs> I just remember Spike when he read... Uh, I'm sure he's read Hitchhiker's Guide, yeah. Um, I'm talking about On the Road. I yeah. just remember how he it just enlightened him or something because he was pushing it on everybody. I read it. I See, you're one of the victims. I I, I, and you know what? I, I, I feel like I was a victim. <laughs> you talk about pointless. You know, I think I actually... Picked the book up, and I think I got through the first couple of pages. I said, "This is bullshit." <laughs> I mean, these are I threw good. that aside. Uh, Sorry, Spike. I mean, 
they were just a bunch of drunks looking for their next beer, and now they were going to scrounge up another couple of pennies to hobo to the next town and get drunk again. That's speaking that, of. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of how my life has turned out. So why why am I why am I down on Bukowski? <laughs> or well, Bukowski's different than Kerouac, but almost the same guy, right? Sure. Charles Bukowski. That sounds like a made-up name. No, no, he was also one of these hobo writers. Uh, he was, I think, loosely portrayed in the movie. Uh, Mickey Rourke, uh, Barfly. Oh, yeah, I saw that I movie. believe that was... I like um, movies. <laughs> I, I think that was uh, uh, loosely based on Bukowski. Just just a, a drunk writer who then, you know, people discover later on. Think, oh, my God, you know. He was a genius. Genius, yeah. Okay. Wasn't understood. But speaking of getting your next drunk on, <laughs> what do we got? We have an offering from Vivant Brewery. Where are they? Where do we decide? They Grand were? Rapids. They're Grand Rapids. Yep. Okay. Nobs uh, brought in the drinks for this week, and this is a farmhand farmhouse ale. It's a wheat. It said it was wheat, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's it's made from Michigan wheat. Michigan wheat. Um, it talks about how uh, all the farms would make their own beer back, I guess, when we were strictly an agricultural society. It was safer to drink than the water. Um, it was rationed out to the serfs that would work the land. Um, and so this is an ode to that time and those craft beer makers trying to keep the field hands happy. Uh, <laughs> I think they mentioned France, <laughs> old world France. Uh, you missed that part of the story. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you get the point. <laughs> Does it matter? France, you know, West Michigan. Same thing. Anyway. Uh, 5.5. Brewed... Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to step oh, No, 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 no. I think I stepped. Uh, brewed with Michigan-grown wheat. Uh, we love this beer unfiltered and rustic to accent the natural lemon citrus tartness from the fermentation process. Okay. Sounds chunky. Dig in. I, I did roll mine a little bit, just to, just in case it was settling in some way. Mm, I but, should have done that. Wow. You might have rolled it too much. No, 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 that's okay, you know. Getting a little, with the wow was, I just haven't seen a beer that light in color like, in a while. Yeah, this is kind of light. Wow, that is really... Looks like a urine sample. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, from someone that definitely does not have hepatitis. <laughs> wow. I don't know if that's too graphic or not, but it smells weedy. Mm-hmm. Very weedy. It's so got a we, nice we, head. We, yeah, of yeah, head. lots of head. So that's up. I kind of like the color up. though. He's partial to the urine samples. It's like uh, Rice Krispies. Oh, with the <laughs> listen to with the head. Yeah, it's snap, snap crackle pop. pop. It's very light. Very light. Uh, very light tasting. Kind of refreshing. Drinkable. Very drinkable. Not a lot going on, but it's just a wheat it's a, ale. It's a farm ale, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I don't really, I don't consider it like a Hefeweizen, though, kind of wheat, right? It doesn't have that. It's, no, it's, it's made with wheat, but I'm, I'm not really sure I consider it 
along those the, the lines of well that's German and this is French there's that French thing again yeah, yeah. yeah. carbonation oh. I was thirsty it's hitting the spot that's all I'll say for it right now. You know, I, actually, it, it's kind of an appropriate beverage for the lunch we just had. Because we, when Nobs took us to a local place, mm-hmm. a, a barbecue joint, which had some delicious food. And what was the name again? Kelly Joy Smokehouse. Is that, what town is that? That would be... Is that still Fort Gratiot? Birchville, technically, I believe. Birchville? Birchville, <laughs> Birchville Michigan. Birchville. Anyways, we kind of yeah. glutted ourselves over barbecue. And did we ever. So a heavy beer probably would not right. have gone so yeah. well. So right. we yeah. made a, a great pairing choice with this beer. Excellent. Yeah. We would just be passed out mid-episode. <laughs> I think it's okay. I, I want a little bit more going on with it. So I think it's more in the math category for me right now. Yeah. Yeah, the citrus doesn't come out. Mm. Yeah, I don't notice any citrus. You know what I kind of call this? It sort of reminds me of a description that you used in a previous episode. It's situational. Mm. This is a good situational beer. When you're stuffed on food, <laughs> it's a good situation. And I... I I know, I know this type of a beer isn't your typical fridge beer, but like if you were out cutting the lawn or something on a hot, it, it definitely is on a hot summer day. Scream summer to me. Th- yeah. This would definitely hit the spot. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Was it on sale? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how seasonal? many. Yeah, how many people are going to be buying this beer? And uh, no, it was in a three pack, a sampler. Yeah, and you know the, um, I mean, for those people that really shy away from craft beers. And there are many, mm-hmm. some we even hang out with. Uh, this is a beer that you could recommend to them as being a traditional ale and say, you're going to like this. It's you a know? gateway beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll keep one around and I'll have my dad try it. Yeah. he's a Bud Light drinker or Bush Light oh, or I something. That, that's what, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Oh, this would be a good yeah. cross. It's certainly not offensive. Yeah, just got to sneak it in. He'll never know. So... Put it in. Put it in a bottoms pot, up pint. Yeah. Pour it up. Mm. I'll say for me right now, it's I'm undecided, but it, like from a situational standpoint, I can see it definitely has some good application. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning for me. Yeah. It's not bad though. <laughs> it's not bad. No, <laughs> it wouldn't be bad. It's for me. Did we have any uh, corrections or follow-ups from the last week? I really haven't had a chance to look into that. Okay. Uh, I thought I was going to get into that uh, this morning, and I got completely distracted. Okay. With uh, discussions about how to build a feral cat shelter. (laughs) Pop-Tart has uh, emotionally attached herself to this cat. And uh, now she wants to build a house for it and put it on her front porch. And obviously, I mean, this That's is... That's a great idea. This is something that I have to do immediately. Well, yeah, it's, well, it's cold. It's going to be... Right. S- it's getting cold as hell. It's going to be in right. the teens. We'll be snowing in a couple... I think they said within a week. We're like we're going to snow. Yeah. No, but accumulation. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of this morning's um, distraction, so to speak. So maybe I'll get around to it. If not, 
if you see something or if you hear something that was incorrect, throw it on our social media accounts. Yeah, we'll play catch up. Yeah. I, I can't remember, but for good reason, <laughs> any mistakes we made last week. <laughs> and therefore, we made none. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I could tell that those were heavy beers because I was listening, doing the edits, and I could just was dropping off more and more. It was like yeah, some it, strong beers. There. It, it was getting dumber and dumber. <laughs> yeah, I, I really paced myself uh, last week because I, I knew a couple of 12% beers, some stouts that are going to, mm -hmm. you know, get to you quickly, unexpectedly. Yeah. I fell victim to being mule kicked in the head. And... <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, but oof. If you had to build a uh, feral cat shelter, how, 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 how do you think that would have went? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> Trip to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Loss of a couple fingers, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, might as well get right into it, huh? Mm -hmm. um, where do we begin today in the uh, impeachment sphere? Try and combine a couple things there, but... <clears throat> Well, where do you start there, Fred? Just sort of like a recap of where things sort of are. The House Democrats, with their inquiry, are winding down the uh, new not interrogations. What what are, what are they? Uh, depositions. Depositions. So that they're getting down to their last few people, I guess. Oh, the ones that'll show up. That will show up because they missed some pretty big ones, like Rick Perry this week said he wasn't coming, and then there was a couple of uh, other fairly big fish that also ignored it, and then Bolton didn't show up. Although he's been like dropping all kinds of breadcrumbs, you know, saying that he might if he's forced to, and his lawyer said he wants to, so you know. It just seems like to me that Bolton is playing the game because he's just trying to create some political cover for himself because probably going forward he still wants to preserve what career he has left and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, he's a political animal. That's what he does. And so I, I think he's... I think he wants to go in there. I think he wants to do an information dump on everything. If the information that we've heard so far is correct, it also would appear that he wanted nothing to do with the drug deal, right? I mean, right. you know, um, you know, we we're not hearing that from, you know, or about you know Pompeo or Mulvaney or uh, you know Rick Perry. You know, those, if they've made such statements, they haven't leaked. But right. I don't think that they have. I think they were perfectly willing to be complicit in this scheme, in this bribery scheme. And I think we have to stop calling it a quid pro quo. Yeah, you got to quit the Latin and start saying what it is in English. It's bribery, it's extortion. It's exactly what it is. You know... What what's interesting about that latest letter, you know, back to Bolton, is that he basically said that Bolton wanted to um, cooperate the testimony of uh, the people that have already um, done their depositions, but also 
his lawyer alluded to the fact that he's got information that no one else has mm -hmm. brought up in any of the other depositions, at least as far as anybody knows. So he's definitely dangling a carrot mm -hmm. for the house. And I'm not sure if the house is just going to give up on it or, or they're going to pursue it. I, my guess would be they would really like to get him in a deposition because he's a, the conservative's conservative. Yep. You know, and, and there's not really much the Republicans can do to try tarnish this guy. I mean... Well, they will. Yeah, they'll try. I, I, I mean, there's there's nobody off limits for them to try and smear. Well, Never met the guy. <laughs> don't trust him. Why? <laughs> don't know him. Very, very bad man. Uh, I might be in a picture with him. <laughs> yeah. <Do> you, <laughs> talk to him last week, though. <laughs> uh, do you, what do you think is going to happen to the depositions, or I should say the the request to appear, whether it be friendly or through subpoena, for the public hearings. Like what, you know, for a while there, the Republicans were saying, you know, I couldn't be behind closed doors. And, you know, they really, that's that's kind of the only thing that they addressed in terms of that process. Now it's going to, you know, come above board. Do we expect the same level of obstructionism, you think, well, in yeah. public hearings? You know, so so will Mulvaney show up in a public hearing? Is what I'm getting at. Mm, I doubt it. I mean, there. In fact, even in the Trumpster world, I I've picked up some comments from people that think, well, you know, the investigation is illegal, and they don't need to do that, and until it's public, like under this idea that yeah, they are going to show up when it's public, and then therefore exonerate. Trump, but I don't think they are going to show up when it's public. That's you know, well, you know that they haven't had that 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 they've been in the right to ignore these subpoenas because they've been in private, and then they can't when it's in public. So they'll show up, and it'll all be good for the president. I don't think so. I, I think the Mulvaneys of the world and all that are never going to show unless they were forced to by a court, and it doesn't sound like the House is going to pursue fighting them in court anyway. So, And as far as exonerating dear leader, I my, my feeling is that if any of them could exonerate him, he would have let them testify. Right. So right. I think that, that yeah, what are they hiding? kind of answers itself yeah. is that they really have nothing of value, at least in, in helping... The presidents get out from underneath this mess. So, so if the public hearings go on, and they have, I don't know, the same witnesses that testified in private, mm -hmm. and it's basically the same testimony, and that you know, this was a bribery scheme that is, you know, five months old, and these are all the people that were in on it, but then. The Senate still says, fine, but it's not impeachable. But the other case will be the obstruction, obstruction of Congress. How do they justify that? I mean, that's impeachable in itself. Should be impeachable, right? So how does the Senate rationalize their vote on that piece of it? Because there's no question about the obstruction, right? There's, there, 
he's obstructing. <laughs> you know? Well, by, I don't by, think there's any question about the bribery. <laughs> but, like I said, their, their question is going to be, it's not, it's not to the level that's impeachable. That he shouldn't have done this. And, you know, it's not worth throwing a president out over. That's, I mean, that's what's, you're already starting to hear that. I mean, that's, that's, that, and that's what the case will be. But on the obstruction piece, I, I don't know how you get around that. I think I, that's why I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, Schiff is thinking, you know, this is better than the bribery piece because there's really no argument to say, unless, unless they say, well, that's okay too. But I think it's going to be harder to justify that vote. What if the the courts turn around and say, "Well, they're they're in their they're within their right and within the power of the White House that they don't have to testify or." Why would the court say that? I don't, I don't see the court. Oh, saying I that. I don't either. But the DOJ will say that. I I don't trust anything anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now, didn't you have those sentiments uh, the, the other day yeah, in our I am chat? Are you... Pretty much my exact words. <laughs> I don't trust anything no, anymore. You can't trust anything. <clears throat> those in uh, regards to Kentucky. Uh, yeah, right, right. Hey, you know, did we, we did we want to talk about the election? Okay. You know, sure. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like I have anything prepared. <laughs> we were just talking, you know, in our pregame and. You know what we wanted to talk about. We didn't. We, the elections didn't come up. Oh, well, are we done with this part of it? <laughs> the deposition talk. Uh, I guess you know it just has to play itself out, right? I mean, um, just one day at a time. But it's just it it, it it's just so blatantly obvious. It, it what seems occurred. like it should be a slam dunk, in my opinion. But uh, they just constantly keep throwing up these bizarre roadblocks and who knows what's going to happen. I mean, my gut says it sh- the impeachment should go through with no problem. Do you think um, Do you think in the articles they'll use the word bribery? I hope they do. They should. Yeah. Right? Then, then we, we, like I said, put the Latin behind us. Bribery is spelled out as, you know, only one of a couple... Only one of a few actual crimes that are listed in the impeachment um, uh, part of the Constitution. Part of the Constitution, um, and, and and again starts giving very little wiggle room uh, for the Senate to hide. I, I still can't imagine them removing him. So, you know, I, I guess the the best that we can hope for is that this is a strategy to tarnish his presidency. For those that might stay at home in 2020 or uh, even a, a smaller percent that will say, I've had enough. I mean, that, that is the, right? That, that is the... Uh, Expectation, the, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the only way that I, I still see um, Democrats winning in 2020 is... Uh, Right now, I don't say the only way, is that Republican turnout is down. I have very little faith Democrat turnout is going to be up. You don't think the base is fired up? I I don't know. I I I I'm 
uh, suspect of the base that needs to be up. You know what I mean? Well, we, you know, well, we in Michigan were... and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, the the urban voters. I, I don't know that the, the suburban voters. Maybe some are flipping. That's what some of the election results said this time. I, I think our best hope rests on Republicans being apathetic towards this election. You know, well, I, I don't buy, I just don't buy the fact that, that, it, that this energizes his base. You know, oh, we're going to stand by him more now because he's been impeached. I, you're, you know, you're, you're ready to, you know, sacrifice your newborn form already. Right. I mean, I, I don't think that impeachment fires up the base. I don't, maybe the, I don't know, the wackos, but. But they're already wackos. That's what and I mean. they're but, already constantly fired up about something. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I think they're already there. So I, I think the calculation, the political calculation on impeachment is still a good one. But I don't think it, it, it's going to energize Democrats to vote. Well, you, you were talking about segueing into election talk. The uh, governor's race in Kentucky, is that where you were going? It was one of the things, yeah. Okay. I mean, and then Virginia. Oh, yeah. But let's start with Kentucky. The night before, dear leader goes and does a fireside chat for the I don't remember the guy who Bevin Bevin who was the uh, incumbent and I think just the fact him being there fired up the Democratic base and I think they it, it caused turnout and that enabled the other guy to pull it off then why does Kentucky why did Kentucky win Republicans every other, every other statewide seat in that election See, that's the part that bothers mm-hmm. me. It, it wasn't like it was a blue wave in Kentucky. They hated that guy so much. And he had a really low approval yeah. rating, like yeah. 35. He was really hated. I think they said he was the second most hated governor in the country. <laughs> <laughs> and and he was obviously hated by Republicans. Well, then was he primaried? Back to your whole primary thing. Probably, Probably not. So that, that, that would explain explain how they possibly may have kind of screwed themselves. Yes. Because they might have had a better Republican candidate that wouldn't have lost that election. Then they would have had a completely red state. And in order to primary him, you would have had to gone against Trump because he was all in on Trump. Yeah. Right? And then Trump was all in on him. So, hence, that's the reason. They probably knew they were in trouble. Uh, you know, I don't know what the polling showed, but the RNC knew they were in trouble. It was going to be close, right, one way or another, and it shouldn't be close. It's Kentucky. <laughs> so then, you know, I, they, I, they figured, well, we can't primary him because of Trump. Well, I, I did hear a thing where I think it was like three days before the election, the incumbent was up by like five or six points in the polls. And then Dear Leader comes in and he ends up losing by 5,100 votes, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that was, I guess, part of my argument about it riled up the Democrats a little bit, got some extra turnout. 
They did have record turnout in Kentucky this year. Yeah. They said it was like... So why did Republicans still win statewide and everything else? Yeah, no, I, I, I still... I'm with I, you. It should have been should, more should, blue. Right, right. So, you know, I think that turnout was still more Republican turnout, and they just hated Bevin. It seems to me like the governor... I, mean, I don't know how many Democrats are in Kentucky. <laughs> I think there's three or four. Yeah, it's a handful. <laughs> Count them on one hand. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, you know, I, I wonder what the voter registration in Kentucky is between Democrats and Republicans. No idea. Yeah. All right. Well, if I fact check things, I'll, I'll bring that up next week. Since we're talking about Kentucky, there were a lot of people that were saying that this hurts the Mitch McConnell um, election of next year. I... I disagree. I disagree, too, because of what we just said about the other down-ballot statewide races went all, Mm -hmm. you know. So I don't think Mitch is worried. It it could give him a little pause because he's also not popular. He's got really bad. Like 16 or 17 percent. Yeah. And you would think the guy who's the head of the Senate would (laughs) have a little bit more hometown (laughs) support. (laughs) Especially, he's been carrying Trump's water the last, you know. I mean, how, how can they not love the guy? Well, ne- next year when the uh, in the 2020 elections, if Kentucky has to give up another politician, even if it's only one like the mayor or the uh, governor, governor this time, let it be Mitch McConnell. Please, <laughs> please. please. God. I would love to. I would love to see him get beat, but then in a strange way, I'd almost like to see the Senate go blue mm-hmm. and then McConnell be stripped, ah, stripped of power, yeah. stripped of power, and then just kick his teeth in <laughs> for the next couple six years. <laughs> I, I just want to see literally or him. figuratively. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the other uh, big state was Virginia. Yeah, it's more complicated. Like, like I don't know, like what their government is set up like. I know that it's all blue now. Yep. Yeah. Every, everything is blue. everything is blue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but don't they have like some like old colonial kind of like? Yeah, they, they don't call it a house of representatives. Right. They call yeah, they it got... like a house of delegates or something like that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think they had the house. And they had, and they needed two in the Senate, and a lot had to do with the gerrymandering thing. Yep. Because I think like a year ago, mm-hmm. they had a court decision where they said the Republican-drawn lines, district lines, were illegal, and they uh, had to redraw. Them. Had to redraw. Them. They were also saying though that there's a good possibility even without the redraw the it would have gone blue, but I don't want to take that chance. So that woman that um, that lost in the lottery draw oh, was that the hat? Yeah, yeah, she won. Yeah, yeah. So some no, some, no, some why you know would, karma justice there. Why would anybody who went through an election process agree to have a name pulled out of a hat? I, it just has to be more to it than that. 
to me, there, there's just got to be a substantial way of earning the seat versus just being the wrong piece of paper. You know what I mean? Rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> Take the chance I out of know, it? You know, Plus two or three? <laughs> maybe like pull, I don't know, 99 random people out of the Virginia pop population and let them revote. Just randomly pick the people. At least it's not a bad idea, I think. I don't know. Just a piece of paper out of a hat. That that would make. Wouldn't that make you nuts? You know, um, you, you you tie. Yeah, exactly right. No, I mean, you spent the votes uh-huh. to the number. You know, it wasn't a matter of a, a recount. They tied. <laughs> Actually, I think the original vote wasn't tied. Then there was the recount, and then that was the tie. That's crazy. Though. I think she was up a couple votes, and then the recount changed it to a tie. Why would that happen? Well, recounts do come up with a few votes here or there. They can, um, you know. Uh, well, I think all these are ominous signs uh, for Republicans in in, in 2020. Uh, unfortunately, so much still comes down to states like Michigan and uh, the Electoral College. You know, that's why I don't I don't have faith that that we're going to beat Trump in, in 2020. I I don't know that we could take another four years of this guy. It'll be terrible. I mean, I mean him he not would having be so emboldened. And yes. They, yep. You think the guardrails are off now? It, it's just going to be out outer limits. It, it absolutely would. It, yeah. And when people talk about a real threat to our democracy, if that was to happen, I I agree. You know, especially if. You know, no matter how uh, awful he is, uh, impeachment becomes off the table. Oh, yeah. You know, which it shouldn't be. You can impeach somebody more than once. But And I wholeheartedly support that. Of course. But I don't, I don't know that the House would, just from a political standpoint. What do they got to lose <sighs> at that point? I mean... 2024? Right. Don Jr. <laughs> and you know There's who, talks already. You know yeah. who he's going to be running against? Kanye. Uh. That's right, yes. Don Jr. Kanye West. Don Jr. I think Kanye West might be better than what we got now. I don't, I'd be willing to take a risk on it. Um, yes, Conway would make a better president than Trump. <laughs> And I don't even mean that in a jovial, joking way. And I don't think I would ever in my life would have ever said that in a non-joking way. But it is reality. <laughs> I bet you Kanye at least will read. Um, no? No, he would. <laughs> yeah. I, would I would think. Yeah. <clears throat> He's got to read his lyrics, right? <laughs> so he functions with the English. Language. I don't know if he just makes them up as he goes along or not. You know, when he speaks, he just makes it up as he goes along. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh well. There was a was it Mississippi? Was that the other big state? That Governor race, yeah. I mean, the whole state went red there. But weren't they all ready? Yeah, but yeah. The, I Nothing believe really that changed. was one of the states the Democrats were hoping to make some headway. And they pretty much got shut out down there. Uh, but it wasn't by as big of a margin. I, I think. Right, that Trump, still doesn't look Trump good. Trump won that state by like 
40 or 50 percent. Yeah, the governor lost by like four or five. It was only a four or five point margin. So I guess that in a way it's, it's sort of a blue win to at least have the gap close that much. It's similar to like what happened with Beto and um, Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when Cruz beat him by 2% or something like that. And that was close right. in a place like Texas. So I, I guess those are small victories in a loss, you know. So, well, you look yeah. at trend then. Yeah. You know, and next time it gets better. Yeah. You know. Alabama. Al- <laughs> Alabama's got a new guy jumping in the senator race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sessions. Mr. Sessions. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jeff Sessions. Beauregard. Oh, Beauregard, yeah. Bo- Je- Jeffrey <laughs> Beauregard, Beauregard Sessions. Sessions. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Y'all fine gentlemen, Mr. Sessions. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I just think it's interesting, right? Like, he has a really good chance of winning. Yeah. However, so far, Trump still hates him. <laughs> Well, he's already. It was people were talking about. And he has to get through the primary. He's got a primary to get through. Isn't he good? Is isn't the seat the um, Doug Jones Doug Jones seat right? Right. That we that they won from Roy Moore. Wow, <laughs> fantastic characters, man. I don't know uh, if we have any listeners in Alabama, but what the fuck is going on down in Alabama? I mean, listen to these people. No, just listen to Kanye. You know. <laughs> Is he from Alabama? No, about the cast of characters we now have oh, to talk gosh, about yeah. in politics. Um, I mean, Doug Jones didn't win by a lot. No, that was super close. That was very close too. Yeah, yeah. What was the other guy's name? He ran against Doug, Doug Jones beat Roy Moore. Roy Moore. Yeah. Wasn't he? He was the one uh, accused of the underage girls, right? Yeah, yeah, dating underage girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hanging out at the mall. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it all comes flooding back. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I think uh, yeah, one of my tweets that I sent out on the bottoms up was, uh, I think Jeff Sessions has a chance if he hasn't been hanging out at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's he been doing with his time off, right? <clears throat> He, they, they were saying basically uh, Sessions was going to have to make the decision to run with or against. And and it sounds like he's he's already trying to suck up to uh, yes. presidents already. He figures it's not yeah. worth that. I only him. caught a snippet of his uh, he made like a launch video. video. And it was like this white screen. Hostage. It looked like a hostage it video. Did. It did. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Looked like he was being held against his will. It was Beauregard was being held against his will. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say something that I shouldn't. You should. No, I it's no. I, I will not. No, it was it was gonna be about an uprising at the plantation or oh. something. See, <laughs> see, you're go, you're gonna say it. No, go I'm on. not. <laughs> you just go with that, okay? Jeez. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I I guess you know Trump will wait until the primary plays out. I think Roy Moore's in it too again. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, he didn't give up, not that easily. Tenacious, I, I think they're they, tenacious. I think they must have a new like state uh, slogan like Alabama 
home of second chances or <laughs> something like that, you know? They don't give up on anybody down there. So, speaking of Kanye and being able to uh, read and right. such, what about that uh, book by Anonymous? That's what a book. segue. Wow. Not bad. Not bad. Well, not, not bad. Uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating that it's anonymous. I mean, it's not surprising to me. The uh, excerpts that I have heard or read or, you know, um, none of it is, is even shocking. The unfitness and ineptitude uh, that we have as the occupier right now. It's that... The, I, you know, no matter what that person wrote would not stun me. None of it did from those excerpts? None of it caught it's, it's, you it's, guard, it's, it's, it's all that bad. No. I, I mean, he really is so unfit for office. And when you, when you listen to the presidential scholars talk about Trump um, and people that, that care and think about these kinds of things, we were never prepared for this. Like, like this was just not supposed to happen, and 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 so it's so hard to define how bad it is when this was not even in the realm of possibility that somebody with this uh, level of incompetence could be elected into that office. It just and allowed. To proceed for yes. three years. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, some of the stuff yeah. that this anonymous guy has listed, it, it's just mind-boggling. On the highest levels of our national security, he's got military people and, and aides who are seasoned in that type of stuff who daily are trying to say, Mr. President, here's the threats to our country. Here's reports, here's data, here's information, and the guy is literally incapable of absorbing anything besides pictures. Yeah. A couple of pictures. You know, and if he finds one he likes, he runs around the building with it. Yes, and shows it to visitors <laughs> for no apparent reason. <laughs> I mean, this is... National security. And, and it was hilarious, like these aides, they, they said it was like sort of a joke but serious that when you started working in the White House, you should have your resignation letter already drafted and ready uh-huh. to go in, in your computer, in your drawer of your desk, because at any given time you may want to leave or you'd be forced out, you know? Um. Some of the most interesting parts of the book, I think, are about why haven't there, why hasn't there been a rebellion? You know, why why did they keep doing it? Why did it take so long for some of them to quit or get forced out? Um, why do so many continue today to to go along? And I, I think he tries, he she tries to explain this. Um, and, and, you know, there's kind of two rationales. You know, the, the, the one is that you, you think you can make it better. Because it's so bad, you're thinking that you have to be there, right? Like the last wall of defense. But that doesn't seem to really, you know, that, that in hindsight, they even said that's really kind of a weak excuse because 
you know, they're ineffectual in that manner as well. The fact that they're not being proactive means they're proactive in stopping it. They're basically in, become enablers, whether they right. believe they're the adults in the room or not. The right. fact that they're, they're letting him still exist in that position of that much power in that much. Because he's petulant. I mean, when they tell him no, he doesn't give up. It doesn't stop there. It's like, no, I want this to do. And then I'm going to tweet it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, now we're going to go forward with what I said. You know, we're pulling out of Syria. I'm tweeting it. Policy by tweet. You know, so no, 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 no. And then, you know, he does it anyway. And I, I suppose the other rationale is that... Um, you know, um, it's it's party over country. It's what how, how does this affect the Republican Party? You know, I, I think that's where, you know, the big guys have stuck around, you know, um, like the Pompeos and um, uh, Mulvaney's or any of those, you know, the guys that are true politicians just think that, you know, we're trying to keep the Republican Party together for what it is right now and throwing trump out would uh, blow up that republican party even more so today than it's being because there is no republican party today no. it's the party of trump oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and so that 37 percent that's what that's morphed into um but if you throw trump out of there now what do you have left you don't even have that 37 percent i mean you have full-on rebellion against the republican party probably so those are the two calculations, and, and both of them are just uh, deplorable. Yep. Good choice of word. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of intended that way. Yeah. It, it is disappointing that, you know, the, the anonymous writer and those people that he got together with, and they, they kind of made that pact that somebody hasn't done something more. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you're going to get all these people, you and I were kind of talking about this on the drive up today, that this this kind of stuff can't be made up. It, it is so right. over yeah. the top, off the wall, dangerous, you know. It's specific. It's, and it's plausible. It's not even plausible. It's probable, right? I mean, when you listen to the things that he's writing and... You know, Trump is not a mystery. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's lots of, I mean, you know, he, it's, it's, it's easy to, to, you know, to see that he is a moron. <laughs> and that's not, that, that, that's not news, right? So when somebody writes this kind of stuff, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. I, it, it's, it doesn't come across as hyperbolic at all. And then, but my, my point was going to be. Oh, what was your point? No, no. That's fine. You jumped in. That's cool. But because you're looking at it from a logical point of view and in an open mindedness about it, there are going to be so many people that are going to say that this is all BS and it's made up and they're just trying to take him down. He's a stable genius. Stable genius of himself. But like I say, you can't make this stuff up. I, I, it's beyond the ma- imagination to to come up with that stuff to make yeah. him look mm-hmm. that bad. He is that bad. And these are people. This is a person in the room. I mean, I don't know how much of the book is hearsay, and probably there's you know parts of it that are. But there's lots in there that this this person was in the room. But what I'm talking about is the reaction from. Yeah, I know what you're saying. 
But and, and I'm saying that, on, and right. and they're and, never going to even read it. <laughs> um, some will. I mean, I think if if you're a political junkie for reading material, you'll read it. If you're a Republican or a Democrat, there are those people that will read it. I, I say no one is mean. The vast majority will not read it. The you mean the population? The, yeah. The, the average voter, Republican voter, is not going to go out and read it. I mean, how well did uh, Fire and Fury do? Is that a new Game of Thrones book? <laughs> was that was that the name of the book? Fury. Think so. Yeah, the other book about Trump and and how the 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 disarray that is the the White House. Uh, I didn't read it. I didn't really have any. I, I don't know about this one. This one, I, you know, I reading, listened to it. I didn't read it. Reading Audio to books. some of the reading some of the excerpts, I'm a little bit more intrigued, you know. But again, I just won't be surprised. It'll, uh, I, I, you know. It'll just make me angry. I'll just get more negative about it. <laughs> I think like, you know, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you do something? That's what I'll say over and over again. I think we should all buy a copy and make sure it gets on the bestseller mm-hmm. list. Hey, maybe we should read it on the air. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that take, might be a little dry. Take, 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 I don't know. Would it be? Maybe we should give one away as a prize. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it's a very big book. Because it's because it's only eighteen bucks on Amazon for a hardcover, so that leads me to believe it's not a very long book. It didn't say the page count. Yeah, because I always look for that. If I'm font size, yep, font size, pictures. You know, if, if I'm even contemplating reading a book, I, I always look at the page count. And I'm like, eh, it's too much for me. Won't hold my attention that long. Okay, so the first person on our Facebook page to write, send me a copy. We'll get a copy. Really? Okay. Okay. We got to pre-order it. Uh, and it can't be a family member. <laughs> <laughs> or a former guest. <laughs> or okay, yeah, for former guests and family members. Uh, yeah, that doesn't apply. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you will get your free copy of Anonymous or a warning. A warning. A warning. A warning. A warning. Just one single warning. <clears throat> what what a there are so many insane things. Can you think of any other good ones just to talk about? And that are book? in the book? Just from the excerpts, just from the excerpts. Oh, I got a uh, um any recall? No, just that because the excerpts that I saw weren't again they they weren't really about specifics in so many ways as it was just the general attitude towards Trump. Um and I don't know if the book lacks specifics because it gives away who it, who wrote it, right? I mean, if, mm-hmm. if if this person says they were in this meeting, in this meeting, in this meeting, yeah. it doesn't take long to triangulate exactly. who wrote the book. Do they want to be found out? I don't, I don't think so. They, they, it sounds like they Will they ever come forward? Do they come forward in 2024? From what I heard is the person may come forward in the future. They're not sure. That yeah. was from them, is they're not sure if they want to. Well, they were saying also that um, the majority of the profits from the book are not going to the author. They were right. going to charities yep. or something like that. And he didn't get any, uh, he or she did not get any uh, money up front nope. for doing it. So that lends a little bit of credibility. That's why it's so cheap. Well, maybe they, <laughs> yeah, good uh, point. And the, but the, but they are uh, uh, st- stashing away f- some of the profits for pending legal, oh, legal. battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was what the other part was. Yeah. yeah. 
So they are taking some money for legal conflicts. Um, I think the Republicans will ignore it, right? I mean, they are right now. So far, they haven't mentioned it, right? Yeah, Yeah. the White House kind of blew it off. I mean, they're not... um, they're not as obsessed with that as, like, revealing the whistleblower. <laughs> Do you remember when that, the anonymous thing came out in the paper? They, they were treating him like the whistleblower kind of thing here. Mm-hmm. And they, they were squawking a lot about it. But it, it seems like they right. almost don't seem to care this much. Maybe because they feel like they weathered the storm first time around. But the book... Might have a whole lot more than that op-ed did. I, don't, yeah. I mean, Fire and Fury, that kind of blew things up for a while. You know, they had to address that. Who wrote that book? I'd have to look it up. Yeah. Okay. It's on my shelf. <laughs> you own it. Uh, that's. Someone want a free copy of that? <laughs> <laughs> Just pay postage and handling, and I'll send it to you. Uh, you'll do the same with Anonymous, you think? Audio? A warning. A warning. I mean, um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'll check um, out the pages. If Rachel reads it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I think uh, Morgan Freeman ought to read it. He ought to do the audio part. A warning. You know, it would be like a uh, um, you know, meteor, you know? <laughs> Or maybe have Alec Baldwin in the Trump character. Oh, role. my God. <laughs> Do the quotes? Yeah. Just, like, okay. insert them in there? Now we're talking. Yeah. I think you'd go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, I kind of blew through my beer pretty quick, so I'm thinking beer number two. Let's roll. All right. All right. Let's check out that treasure trove. Before we get into the trove, Fred, uh, mm-hmm. final call on the... Uh, and the farmhand ale, farmhouse ale. I think I liked it. I, I'm going to say it's for me, with caveat that I, I still stand by. It's a situation. situational. It's a situational beer, but I, I, you I can, liked it. You can imagine way. a situation. Yes, I can. <laughs> and uh, I liked it pretty much the whole way through. It, yeah, for me, it's a week for me. Yeah, I'm at plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> It, it is for meh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to go with the meh. Okay. I, I do like it, but I want just a little bit more out of it. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I'm not I, quite there. Uh, it certainly it was not offensive in any way, right? right? So none of us are going to go not for me. Exactly. I, don't, I don't know how you would, right? But I, I'm going to go for me as well, but very middle of the road, mm-hmm. again, for me. Um you know, it's a it it's kind of a, it would be a substitute beer. Oh, if you didn't have this, I'll have this. Exactly. Um, well put. And uh, you know, yeah, not lacking, but sometimes, or it was lacking, but sometimes you don't need that. Bring it on the situational side. Um, you, you know, I'm never gonna find that at a golf course, but you know, after a round, I could chug one of those yeah. very easily. You know, you know what I say about any craft beer that comes in that light is you, you are cutting a fine line between being Budweiser, you know, or Miller Lite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not separating yourself enough. I think we, uh, I, there was a one that we reviewed early on where it was, it, it was one of the Pilsners. 
and, or the pills. Yeah. But it was kind of like, if you're a craft beer maker, why are you making this? Yeah, yeah. Right, that's, there's there's other beers out there, but it was it was it was a little more than that. I got to give it a little bit more. Um, you know, you thought towards the end maybe it got the wheat kind of came out a I little bit. I wonder if that was maybe the stuff settling. Was settling. <laughs> it could have been settling because they said it was an unfiltered beer, mm-hmm. and it seemed to me it was a lot more weedy mm-hmm. at the end. And I did not pick that up so much in the front. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I should have rolled. I don't know. Yeah. So two four me's and a meh. It's, it's, it's pretty good rating. What do we got? All right. So what has Knobs provided as number two? We have an offering now from Shorts Brewery. It's called Hopricot Sour. It is a dry hopped American sour ale with apricot. I don't believe we've ever had apricot beer. I don't think so either. And I'm not sure. We've done a sour, right? Didn't we just do a sour recently? Yeah, we had a sour a few episodes ago, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so it was on your last draw, wasn't it? We had, a, we had a sour... It wasn't my draw. Oh, okay. And there was also one at uh, Port Huron Beer Fest. I, 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 re- I remember the sours from the beer fest. Yeah. I remember I didn't really like them that very much. but Okay. Well, I was actually running into... For the first time ever, a little bit of difficulty of finding a different beer because we are boy- boycotting a large portion of the Michigan craft beers right now. So, well, I, I had one in hand. It looked, I was like, "Fuck, can't buy." There this. are many. Is this the F word? Yeah. Yes, the other F word. The other F word. So, founders said they're going to reopen the the Detroit Tap Room, but has yes. hasn't said when. Twenty twenty. Oh, you've got that far. Okay. Yeah, they said it was going to be next year. And I'm not sure why it's taking... So they're just hoping time goes by. Maybe. And, you know, it is getting colder, so this is probably getting to be their slow time. So maybe they figure it's mm. just better to wait and start anew in 2020 and hope I, I, people forget. I think it's a bad PR move. <laughs> To reopen or to wait that long? I think they can't reopen, in my mind, until they have really demonstrated that they have fixed their problems. And they have problems. I agree. I think it looks really bad to say that they're closing it indefinitely, and then a week or two later come around and say, oh, we're going to open again in a few months or next year. Like, and, 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 and when they're doing that, it just seems like they're just trying to wait out the bad publicity. Yes. Yeah. You know? And I, I think it's pretty transparent. Um, and did that guy ever get the the main character Ryan Dominic, Dominic or Dominic Ryan? Dominic. He didn't get fired. Two first names, bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he's been fired. That that's my biggest beef. Is that shows the culture of the ownership? They should, yep. this, that that guy's a complete ass, and he should not be employed um, in that situation. Where, sure, where, where he is likely to be managing people. It sure seems like they are well within their rights to can that dude without having to worry about any repercussion or I'm anything. starting to wonder about these guys, these, these owners. You know? They are hurting themselves. Because um, I know we're not the only ones thinking this way. Right. I, I'm starting to think that they just didn't give a crap. Yeah, I saw them on the news yesterday or the day before, and they said, yep, they're going to refire it up after the new year. Sometime. Is that that little presser that they had? Mm-hmm. Where it was the two of them, 
And then the black man on the end? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to... I don't want to assume he was a prop. I don't want to assume that he thought he wasn't being a prop. To me, I see just the visual of it, and I think prop. I think he was, like, someone from the opposition side. I think they were trying to show some kind of solidarity having... Was it like the guy's lawyer? Was he? Uh, yeah, he was. I believe he was involved from the our side. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Okay. I, I don't think he. I, don't I think thought he, it was. I don't think it was a, a random person. I thought it was a random employee, and they're like, uh, "Oh yeah, here you no, sit he, here." He was somebody. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> he was there with purpose. So. <laughs> All right. I, I just thought it was for the photo op. No, no. I, I don't think it was for the optics. So, yeah. No. So. Anyways, speaking of optics, what do you think of the label? I don't get it. <laughs> Not I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put it together. It's an octopus. Hopricot? Octopus? Do you think they're trying to stretch I can't, that far? No, no. It doesn't make any sense to me. All right. Now, like, I got nothing. Important stuff. Yes. What's the alcohol level of this? 6.8. Six, 6.8. Eight. Six, eight. Six, eight is That's eight. what the octopus has to do. No, it doesn't. <laughs> If it was eight, I might go there. Six, eight is—is—is is, is that the sweet spot? Like, is that about a perfect alcohol content? I think for so. bottoms up. We, we've proven that twelve is not a good, a good place for me to go, at least. Uh, you know, and, and we've a, kissed our sister so many times. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think this is definitely the right six, seven, six, eight is a really good place. Yeah, it's it's usually what I kind of look for is around that. It makes you smile, but not get too stupid, right? Um. So, and I'm speaking for myself. Well, open open that up there, All right. Fred. And Big mouth, give me the beer. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the flavor will uh, tell us why there's an octopus on the label. <laughs> I don't get it. All right. Ooh, see the steam come out of that? That was kind of nice. Not much head at all. It's a darker color uh, than the last one, but it's 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 still golden pale, right? I smell the apricots. Put your proboscis in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's fruity. Fruity. Apricots a fruit or vegetable? Apricot? <laughs> it's fruit. <laughs> it hurts to laugh. <laughs> well, it's also a vegetable. Well, pot on salt. <laughs> okay, I get the apricot, and then I got the sour. Mm-hmm. Wow, right back in the glands. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, I, I, love, I, I, I like the way it finishes. I mean, I love the way it starts. I don't like the way it finishes. You're not For a me. sour guy. That's no. what it is, because yeah. that is definitely going to be the finish. <laughs> I like sour stuff. I'm not sure I like sour beer. Mm. Well, yeah. It's an acquired taste for sure. Yeah. So I don't know about this one. I think I'm going to be a little more open-minded. I oh, kind of like it. Kind of there. I'm not saying I dislike it. I'm not I can, saying I can I like feel it. my uh, saliva glands in my mouth kind of working a little over the, the, sour, the sour. The sour overpowers the hoppiness. 
There's happiness to this? Well, it's exactly. called a hoppercot. <laughs> that might just be a clever play on words, though. Well, maybe. maybe. I don't like the label. Uh, <laughs> it's not a clever play on, on sea creatures. You know what I noticed about, you know, since we had a couple... Arthropods, or what are they called? What's, what's the family of uh, octopi? Anthro? Anthropod? No, I don't think so. No, I don't know. Is it? I was guessing. So I, something like that, because I said arthropod. Fact check that. What I was going to say is we, we've had a couple sours recently, and then again at the um, Port Huron Beer Fest. What I found with some of the sours is that when you get to the finish, it's not only sour, but it also almost tastes bad or rotten. And this <laughs> doesn't have that. I know what you're talking about. That yeah. bad, like it. It doesn't. It goes. You know, it seemed like they go from sour to almost like spoiled. Yeah. Where I'm, this is going sour, and it's not going to that last little bad finish. So I think maybe that's why I like it. Because there was a sour I had at the fest, like I couldn't even finish, <laughs> and that was four ounces. I know. Four ounces of that's a taste, pretty bad and I could not finish, finish it. Right. Especially when you're on this podcast. Yeah, I've already drank over four ounces of this. <laughs> <laughs> I think what they intended to make, they nailed though. If you want a sour yes. apricot based beer. Yes. I think it's definitely that. Yep. Cephalopod is what you're looking there for. There we go. The Thank you. Mm. Thanks. All right. Cephalopod. Okay. Uh, we didn't really discuss, we can put this on the air or not, how we were going to uh, uh, segue into our cultural topic, but I, but I can go there. Yeah, just go there. Uh, so this week I was in Minneapolis. Mall of America. And where I stay is right next to the Mall of America. Okay. So just like, you know, Mr. Beauregard Sessions and Roy Moore, I go cruise the mall. And I go walking into the Mall of America, and what do I see? Santa. Uh, not Santa per se, but his little kingdom mm-hmm. all right. set it's up. already up. The North Pole. And, the you North know, Pole. I didn't see people lined up for their photos, but, and I'm not sure he was there yet, but, yes, his little North Pole kingdom was already built, and throughout the mall there was lots of other Christmas and decorations. And that was this week? Uh, yeah, like three or four days ago. Um, and I think they, I, I think there were, in the early stages of setting up Christmas, I think there's a lot more that they'll, that they'll do. It's the Mall of America, right? Mm-hmm. And Christmas is uniquely American. Do you think they waited until... <laughs> Just at, kidding. Until at least uh, Halloween, October 31st? Uh, to set all that up? I don't know. You know. They can put it up fast, you know. But, you know, I, I, okay. Here's the thing, right? I mean, people get upset about what's known as Christmas creep, right? I mean, that, that, that stores and television shows and radio stations and whatever start all their Christmas mm-hmm. stuff before Thanksgiving, before Halloween. Yep. I mean, what, what, Fred, what, when do you think Christmas should start? The Christmas season. I have never thought there was anything wrong with waiting till at least after Thanksgiving. Because Halloween is like my favorite holiday. 
I think it should have its time, be left alone. I think Thanksgiving is a great holiday from food point of view, family and all that kind of stuff. Let it have its time. And then you still have over a month to deal with Christmas. I, I, I do not understand why it has to start as early as it does. It, it's just... I mean, you can't live without that stuff. <laughs> I, I get tired of just the time that... We, we have stuff put up in our house, you know what I mean? To get sick and tired of looking at the stuff. And we don't put our decorations up that early. I don't, like the week after Thanksgiving, that's when we decorate the house. Mm-hmm. So we're well into December normally before anything is even brought up. And, and I'll tell you what, by Christmas, by New Year's Eve especially, I'm, I'm ready to box the stuff up, get it out. Yeah. Sick and tired of seeing it. A month is plenty, so... That's kind of my base feeling, you know, get this started. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nobs, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Wait until after Thanksgiving. Then put your shit out. There's plenty of time. <laughs> uh, now, do you think that people should put their lights out early if the weather is conducive? Or just not turn them on. I guess, right? I mean, but if you put them out, your kids are going to make you put them on. You can't put Tell them on. Them no. put them on. <laughs> Why don't they just leave them up year-round? Yeah, that's fine. If you want to do that, just don't try Okay, that bugs me more than, <laughs> than starting early. Well, I've, I've always thought, you know, from a bitching point of view, it's like, why do you put any of this shit away in the stores? I think you should have your Halloween section, your Easter section, your Thanksgiving, your Christmas, Halloween, all that. Just leave the crap up and let people look at it all year-round. Just leave it up. What's the point? Why, why would you bother taking Floor space. it down? Okay, so <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to get where you're coming from because I got a mixed signal now. No, you're no, saying I, wait till after I, Thanksgiving, being, or you're saying keeping it up no, all year. I'm being sarcastic. I'm like, why don't you just put it all up and just leave it up? Oh, I'm not being oh. sarcastic. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Christmas creep does not bother me. It, it, it's 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 one of those things. Like okay, you, you know. <laughs> Cheryl She Shed is on fire, okay? I'm not worried about the Christmas tree inside, you know. I just it it's it just it just doesn't bother me. You know, like if I if I accidentally hit WNIC one hundred point three in Detroit on accident this time of year, that first Christmas song, it literally <laughs> kind of makes my my back straighten up and, and it just like I have a physical reaction to that first Christmas song because I know they started November first. And it's it's twenty four hours a day, mm-hmm. repeat of the same Christmas crap over and over. The music part I don't understand. Why I, the 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 Mr. commercial part? Mr. Creep lover, why wouldn't that bother you? No, no, I don't understand it. Like because they're not trying to sell, right? I mean Walmart and Mall of America or whatever they're trying to sell. They're trying to already attract people to spend those Christmas dollars and spend them earlier and earlier and earlier. Well, they are trying to sell. They're trying to get you to listen to their radio. I don't know. I, I suppose. Well, I, I yeah, guess. I agree. I guess. You're, you're attracting listeners with your music. You're, you're trying to attract... Christmas listeners. listeners in November? Yes. And there's a lot there's of a ton. sick people that enjoy that. You see it on social media that people are like, oh boy, I can't wait. Is there a music channel for Christmas music? Year round? Like an XM channel? No, a TV music channel. 
MTV? I don't know. MTV? I never looked MTV at Music? No, 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 no. Your your cable doesn't have we music, have music cha- channels, but I've never looked at them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's there. So, sometimes I'll turn it on for for the background music. But on, Spotify. You know, cla- yeah. There's a classic rock channel and all of that. So um, Spotify. What do you got? Xfinity or Wow. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I don't know if there's. A, I think there is a seasonal channel, but I don't know what they play. You know, for Arbor Day. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess the radio thing when you when you put it like that, they're trying to get listeners and advertisers. I mean, do the advertisers say, "Yeah, when are you gonna put on your Christmas stuff?" Then we'll advertise. I wouldn't mm. doubt it. You know. I could see it. There's no shortage of people that enjoy it. I'm not one of them, but... <laughs> uh, Christmas creep is not new. Okay. I think some people feel like it. You know, it's moving up earlier and earlier and earlier. Um, it, it goes all the way back to 1974. <laughs> is that when that term was coined? No, I don't think that's when the term was coined. But um, the Peanuts did a special um, uh, Christmas uh, at Easter or something. And they go to buy Easter decorations and all they see are Christmas decorations. <laughs> Charles Schultz was getting <laughs> Hold on, that. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll find it here. and I got one of, my, one of my links here. Yeah, back in 1974... Uh, the Peanuts did a special called It's the Easter Beagle, Charlie Brown. Oh, I remember that. When the characters go shopping at a department store and discover that it has Christmas displays in the middle of April. (laughs) 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 Including a sign forewarning that there were only a mere 246 days left before Christmas. And I'll bet you Charlie Brown said, good grief. (laughs) And and, in 1973, during a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving... Sally also complains that they can only find Christmas decorating supplies. Hmm. Those uh, guys were way ahead of the curve. They, they were way ahead. <laughs> I wonder if other people were looking at that like, what are they talking about? <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, but it's become more of a thing in the last, you know, whatever it is, 10 years. Yeah. Um, 10-ish years, 10, 15. Yeah. Is part of the problem Black Friday keeps getting bigger and right. bigger? I, well, I was thinking that Black Friday is getting bigger because of this. It's working, pushing it out backwards from Christmas towards Thanksgiving. You know, the, they, the longer hours, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing it Thursday and Friday instead of just Friday. Yep. You know, they're just trying to capture all the psychopathic behavior. Well, unfortunately, you know... Places now have decided to stay open on Thanksgiving, so it's like Black Thursday, and we'll get you in before you go somewhere else on Black Friday. There's a lot of backlash. On there that. was a lot of, and there still I is. Think a, I think backlash. a lot of stores didn't like the backlash, and because they're also making those people work. Well, of course, that that's when it that's when they canceled that stuff. Is when they started. You know, it was about the employees, not so much. Not giving people a chance to just enjoy their Thanksgiving. It, yeah. it became about, well, someone's got to work those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now REI is still closed for Black Friday. Really? They've been, clo- they've been closed for a number of years uh, on Black Friday. I don't know when they started that. Um, uh, I think they, 
they're trying to encourage their employees to do something else with that time, family or whatever, charity. Uh, I think that's kind of their angle. Uh, But then their Saturday is, you know, (laughs) (laughs) pure World War Z chaos, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, But I I came across this when I was looking up articles on Christmas creep, uh, and this is from the bustle. It's a little lengthy, but I thought it was funny. If Christmas was a person, because it kind of goes to what you were saying about how they want to just ease in on everybody else's, you know, festivities, right? You know, Christmas is that friend who constantly is one-upping everyone. Christmas has to be the best at everything, whether it's decorating her cubicle at work or gossiping in the break room. Christmas has a lot of self-confidence, but she's also oblivious and self-centered. She assumes that because she thinks she's the best, everyone else thinks she's the best, too. Mm-hmm. If she comes to visit, she stays for way too long <laughs> and doesn't usually take the hint when it's time to go. Does not read body language. <laughs> she appears to be incapable of acknowledging that a world outside of her exists outside of that bubble. And while she's not consciously mean-spirited, her willful blindness is harmful nonetheless. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that, Christmas that pretty much nails it. Yeah, Christmas is a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> Might be someone else. I, you know, I, when I'm reading that, I'm thinking, yeah, uh, ex- except for the thinks they're uh, the best, stays way too long. Except for they're they're not mean spirited. That's that's the part yeah. that that changed it. The you one know, caveat. Um, but like I said, from my from my perspective, I think that um, you know. Stores want to throw. I mean, stores want to throw out Christmas stuff. So be it. It doesn't really. Part of the problem that stores have is that we're so over retailed, and we have these mega stores that started opening up. You know, whatever it was, twenty years ago, right? Home Depots and you know Bed Bath and Beyonds and uh, you know Myers around here, and they have more retail space than they really require anymore. And when you have that much retail space, you're devoting a bunch of it to seasonality. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, when you move the summer stuff out and you move the back-to-school stuff out, you've got a lot of space to put up a couple paper turkeys. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, 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 I get the Halloween thing, and I guess it, no reason for it to start before Halloween. But after Halloween, I kind of, I understand why retailers do it, you know. The other is the logistics of it. They got to get the, they got to get the crap in. Hmm. You know what I mean? They 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 buy it out of China. You know, throw on a twenty five percent tariff to, <laughs> to the to the federal government, but then they got to bring it in and they got to have a place to put it. Might as well get it out on the floor. If now here's what's what's pretty unique though, and I haven't validated this, but I did want to do that before we got on the air today. Target says they're not putting out Christmas before Thanksgiving. So I want to go into a Target. Snoop around. Yeah, yeah. Check up on Target. And they're saying that they want a focus on Thanksgiving. Hmm. Now, I don't know what that means. like Thanksgiving's decorating, you know? Hmm. Yeah. They're trying to make Thanksgiving great again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, 
Maybe it's always been good. All right, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate with myself. Okay. Christmas shopping is a, in my opinion, a very stressful thing mm-hmm. to have to do. So by making the Christmas season longer, does it help to relieve the stress on people? Not me. No, I'm, I'm like, say I'm <laughs> playing until last minute regardless. But does spreading it out more, do you think that is a positive, that it gives people more time to do what they need to do, spread the, spread the outlay of cash out over a wider range for sure, of time? For sure, for sure. But, you know... So maybe I can see that being a. Have you ever looked at a gift in, you know, July and said, "Oh, that would make a nice Christmas gift," but you don't buy it? Nope. nope. (laughs) Sure haven't. (laughs) That's never happened to you. No. I think I think if I've ever done it, I I don't recall it. To to go off what you're saying, as far as that being spaced out like that, I don't think it's less to do with the stress and more to do with more time to buy more stuff. Mm. Okay, so that, that's, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. Uh, I'm trying to maybe find a little positive, but you've just made a negative again, and I thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> you helped to prove yes. my point. <laughs> uh, okay, wait a minute here. Oh. Breaking news. Yeah. Target is not doing what I said they are. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. They're, they're, they're hedging their bet a little bit here, okay? Uh, this was 2017, this article. For the 2017 holiday season, Christmas displays won't go up at the entrances of Target stores until after Thanksgiving. Not before, sometimes way before, as in the past. Target has begun to circulate News earlier this week with the reason for the change being cited as wanting to give Thanksgiving its moment in the sun. (laughs) Uh, They want us to pause and really uh, and be really intentional in recognizing Thanksgiving, Chief Marketing Officer Rick Gomez said. Um, But then he says, uh, however, it's worth noting that it isn't that Christmas displays won't be going up at all. Until after Turkey Day, it's that they won't be at the front of the stores. Uh, so it's not going to be in your face as much. Uh, until you get past the door. <laughs> get past the Starbucks and the... Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go into Target. I will report back to you guys on the next one. We'll find okay. out what, what they're up to here on uh, November... Where are we at? Nine? Yep. Yeah. All right. I don't... I don't see how it's that early. Is it that early, November 9th? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this already. <laughs> I know, but... Literally I'm, minutes ago. I'm not buying it. I, it doesn't, you know... Bring on the Christmas season. All right, let me ask you this. Christmas is awesome. Since, okay, so you almost already answered the question before I asked it. Do you consider you yourself a person of Christmas spirit? Do, do you... Does it make you float across the room you know does it lift you up uh, you know what i'm saying as the wallet gets lighter i start to <laughs> levitate no i mean i'm not a no i'm not a christmas person no no i don't i don't consider myself at all hardly i 
I, I'm not sure where I got such a jaded outlook on that season, but I just don't like. Well, I mean, a lot of the stuff that it does to people, I think it. Um, I mean, it, it's it certainly has lost its religious meaning. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's it's you know long gone. Right, and and only gotten worse because of the commercialization of it. Um, you, you know, you have Jews for Christmas now, or whatever, right? I mean, but really, <laughs> like they participate sometimes because of the commercialization of it. Right. You know, they, you know, they're, they're, the religiosity has really, really been hmm. you know t- taken out of out of Christmas, and I'm okay with that. But is that is that? You know, for those that do want to celebrate that, does the commercialization hurt it? You know? Right. Well, yeah. I worked 10 Black Fridays, so I've seen the worst of humanity during <laughs> the Christmas season. So I guess that'll jade you. Yeah. yeah. 10 <laughs> years of worst of humanity and commercialization of the holiday has just stripped any of the fun out of it for me. I, the uh, scarred lad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's slowly making a return, but not quick. I, I tell you, I, I I guess I don't get, I don't feel any Christmas spirit until probably the morning of Christmas that when it's just the family together and having our coffee and starting yeah. to open our stuff. What, what about setting up the tree? <laughs> <laughs> I like setting up the tree. Do you? If I'm in the mood, you know, okay. but then the tree's if, if up. If you're in the mood. But no, I'm going to be in the mood before Christmas Eve. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sometime I'm going to be in the mood. Yeah. So you I pick up one night that you're in the mood? I guess I get a little bit out of when we put the tree up, but. Uh, you know, and then when but the tree. Then it all goes away because we put oh, the tree up the week so after the, Thanksgiving. And then I probably don't feel anything but anger until maybe <laughs> Christmas morning when I'm with my family. Uh, and I also like those nights when, you know, the, the, the lit tree is the only light in the living room. See, I like that too. You know? This year is going to be strange for us um, because of the condo. And it's not to do with the association that we can't have a real tree. It's... The goofy layout of our living room where our tree is going going to go, we don't think we're going to be able to get a real tree, which is, mm. that's very strange. It's a tradition. Because we've always had like a secondary artificial tree mm-hmm. in the second, you know, we'd put it somewhere else in the house. But now we're actually looking at having to get an artificial one. Mm. So that part... Yeah. It's going to be ruined even more now. Now you even got you used to go chop it down, right? We do every year. Yeah. And we'll continue. How is that that the Christmas spirit? Well, don't chop down the artificial tree. It's still good. <laughs> we we will go this year with family members, and we just probably won't chop one down. We we'll just still go because it's a tradition of ours. Because I do go what? With my, we go with my sister and her family. Oh, oh there's we more. There's, there's more than one chopping. Huh? Why would you go? Out to the woods if you weren't going to chop down a tree. To continue the tradition. To walk in the woods? To walk with my family. At the tree farm? They cut their tree, yes. That's what I was saying. There's more than one chopping. Your other side of the family does. Yes, yes. One tree is being 
Feld or whatever, right? Still, yes. Yes, okay. That's what I was trying oh, to get sorry, out of sorry, it. Sorry, it's yeah. a Griswold yeah. family tradition. Take <laughs> <laughs> like the four-wheeled sled. So beaut and Clark. <laughs> Don't they... I, See, real trees, we you know would just get ours out of the lot when we did the real tree thing, but they didn't last. You couldn't buy a tree the week after Thanksgiving and have it last by Christmas. It would just be nothing, you know. It'd just be a pile of needles. The trees we get every year that we chop down, we put them up the week after uh, Thanksgiving, take them down the week after New Year's, and they're still. We got to stop watering them because they're they're still alive. Really? Yeah. What, do you know what kind of tree you get? We get a Douglas fir. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Used yeah. to get a blue spruce. That's what my family like always would get. blue spruce, the, the trunk is so big and heavy that I kill myself getting it out of the house. <laughs> Not into the house, but getting it out of the house. The Douglas fir looks similar and has stiff branches, so it holds the uh, ornaments good, but much smaller um trunk and weight. You know what I used to I started doing to get the blue spruce out of the house is I actually started dismantling it in the house. I mean I would <laughs> chop it every limb off of it and then just carry this out This is why you're sour on Christmas. <laughs> it's too Red. much work. <laughs> once we switch to the Douglas fir once you I switch to the purely artificial yeah. tree <laughs> that may solve all this problem you're, you're going to love Christmas have you looked yeah. at the prices of artificial okay. trees oh my no God. no 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 no. there's cheap I, ones I guess there's, there's cheap ones they're, 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 like, they're like crazy expensive ones and then you can go to Myers and find one that's awesome for a third of that price quarter of that price Look we around. found one at Menards, pretty reasonably priced. But even reasonably priced is ridiculous. What's reasonably priced? I think we were looking at a nine foot one, and it's it's a they call it a a mini or a narrow or something like that because the bottom of it I think is only like thirty two inch diameter. So it's it's it doesn't look natural. It's yeah, it's a tall kind of narrow tree. <laughs> You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. If you hate it now, wait till you put it up. Um, but that one is like two hundred and seventy or two hundred and eighty dollars. Pretty lit. Jeepers. But but Joe Reezy made a good point. She said that think about it, we go get a real tree and depending on what the cost of trees are, we're paying sixty to eighty yeah. bucks a year. It's the last tree you ever buy. It'll be the last tree we ever buy. Good point. That, that's well no, saying. unless it, it stops oh, lighting up and then you then the garbage after over. that. <laughs> At least put your own string lights um, on it. Yeah, but but some of those trees are five hundred bucks easy. Hmm. Oh, you can go go to like the the landscape places like English Gardens and things like that. They cost more than that, Ugh. a lot more. People are out of their minds. I'll buy one after the New Year's. They're on clearance. So in your new pad, this will be your first Christmas. Yep. I don't know why we're talking about this now, but what what are you, are you, do you have a tree? No. Are you gonna have a tree? Come on, you need something yeah, after around. New Year's. Why get one on uh, discount? <laughs> There is Okay, let's bring this back to the topic. There is no Christmas creep happening <laughs> at Nobbs's place, right? I mean, you know, no, he's actually yeah. taking it the other way, <laughs> taking it back. Do you do you have summer creep? Right? Yes. You're gonna yep. set up the cornhole inside. Yep. <laughs> You're not gonna wait. You're not gonna wait until right after Easter. 
Knott's Christmas is sort of like on that TV show Stranger Things, that underground world where it's just <laughs> upside down. The upside down is completely opposite. He's going the other way. Uh, He's working from New Year's Day yeah. out. All right, last things on Christmas creep, I guess. I don't know, just to, to wind it up. Because we talked way too much about Christmas trees. I got nothing else. I, like I said, it doesn't bother me. Christmas creep is just its one of those things that I'm not going to get upset about. I see all the memes, all the memes, so many memes about people getting upset regarding Christmas creep, and it, I just it, don't i just don't care. It's I, like pumpkin spice to me. It's like, I don't have to like it, but I'm not going to get upset about it. So that brings me to just the don't Christmas give, Don't give me a Christmas spice beer. <laughs> gingerbread. There is gingerbread beer. Well, gingerbread flavor, right? So right, gingerbread right. is now like the, the pumpkin new pumpkin spice, spice. right? <laughs> That's where the creep starts to come in, right? Probably can't get a PSL anymore at Starbucks, but the gingerbread's coming. And the oh, peppermint the mocha. Peppermint mocha. I forgot about <laughs> I'm that one. Peppermint mocha. That's I never, like that one. That's never too early. <laughs> you know, I, I did sort of think of another thing. And it comes back to the, the pressure that the whole shopping thing puts on people. You have these Christmas commercials starting in early November. The kids start becoming savages because they want their Christmas stuff. So they're yeah. earlier and earlier putting the pressure on the parents to get them the Barbie doll that does something. Yeah. You know. It, you know, you watch them and, you know, for you and I, we're like, oh, so glad we're past that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I know what that commercial's attempting to do, and I am, you know, I'm not their target audience any longer. We laugh at them. <laughs> we <laughs> fart in your general now, direction. <laughs> yeah, but now, now the kids just cost more, that's all. You can't get them plastic junk like you used to. No, you can get them plastic. Yeah, that's what they want. Just give me a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> I'll figure out something for myself. All right, so is that a wrap? That's a wrap. All right, Turn. ho, ho, ho. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Shoot your eye out, kid. Out. Cause baby, I hate you. Cause baby, I hate you. Cause baby.